If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, July 13th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful for my dual monitor setup. You have a whole little situation over there. I have to say, so Jeff and I, we have this office and it's kind of a triangle shaped office, right? It's a little weird. We picked the weird one because I thought it was cool. I still think it's cool. And our desks face each other. So it was nice. I will say before you had your big setup yeah. um, because I could see your face all the time. Yeah. Now I can't see your face. I just see the back of your screens. Uh, Did you notice that I moved? There's like a little sliver in between two screens so I can see you. Yeah, I did that so that you could see. (laughs) So that I could see. Do you like seeing me too? Yes. Um, Because it's weird having to have a conversation with someone and not being able to see their face. And then I did even more uh, yesterday after you left because I originally had a two monitor, like a mount thing that attached to the side of the desk and the monitors hung off that. Mm-hmm. And then I just ended up cha- adjusting, changing, moving, you know, as you will, finding better ways to do things. And now that big clunky thing is gone and I just have two monitors on my desk. And I, as someone who up until this point thought that the two monitor people were just trying to show off. Oh, look, look how busy I am. Now I get it. I, what really helps me. And it's hard to get used to, but now I get it. Well, I had a two monitor situation when I was at CNN and the reason I liked it is because I used to do expense reports. So I would pull up like, you know, you had to plug in the everything into Concur, which is the program they use like for expenses. Uh-huh. But then you had to fill out another sheet that was like on a different tablet. So yeah. I would have one on one screen, one on the other. And then I could just, just cross check them really quick instead of having to say, okay, that one is 121.88. Okay, what's you. that one? Yeah. Is that one the same? And are all the numbers, are is the math, math. And um, so that was really nice. And I'm not someone that used it every day, but when I really needed it, it was helpful. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of spreadsheet stuff and uh, moving everything. This will be our version 3.0 of our back end. Our database. Our database. And just the first, the move from 1.0 to 2.0 was a disaster because so much stuff just got lost in the shuffle, fell between the cracks, got missing, whatever. Uh, and I vowed for that not to happen again. So version 2.0 going to 3.0 is much more organized and the two monitor system is so helpful because I can I can bring up version 1.0 mm-hmm. and the old version and the new version 2.0 and just look at numbers mm-hmm. to make sure that they're I wonder close. if I'll get to a point where I'll want desktop monitors. Because right now I just have the la- have my laptop and I bring it home like every day almost. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a little bit not a hassle, but like maybe once we close our first big deal with like our new team, I'll go out and buy a Costco desktop to match my Costco laptop. But what do you do really? Hmm. What do you do? Like, why do you need it? I mean, just to check, check Instagram on your phone. Oh my gosh. You are just, aren't you the one that said, yes, you are. When I was, 
teetering on whether or not to quit my job saying, I need you. I need you. Yeah. I, I've learned a lot since then. <laughs> uh, my name is Callie Dollar and I, I need you to get behind my wall of monitors and be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Just sit there. Just act like you're doing something. Um, my name is Callie Dollar. I am grateful to be done with a whole bunch of medications for uh, fertility stuff. I am, we have graduated and I've been weaning myself off of medications for about a week. Last night I took, uh, I usually take two injections. Last night was my last night of one of them. So I'll still be taking belly injections. The butt injections are gone. And I got to retire a bunch of pills today. So I think I'm actually going to post it on my Instagram. And the, how and many, the little patches too, right? You're done the with The patches those. are done. So I think I'm going to post on my Instagram at some point, like, how many medications it took me to get pregnant because I, the scariest call that I've ever made in my life was that first fertility appointment. Remember you were hesitant about it. I was hesitant. I was like, well, I don't know if we need it. Do we need it? Do we not? Uh, sometimes you do need help and it's okay to ask for it. And I'll, I have had a lot of help and I, I just, the visual of how many pills and I've been taking, we didn't save the shots. We threw them out, but um the visual of the pills is, you know, speaking of a reminder that it does take help. Speaking of IVF, we don't know a ton of details, but we know that Erin Andrews is a new mom. Yes, she she's is. Been on, she's been on this show, right? No, she's never been on our show, but she's been, I, I know she was on the birth show a bunch when you were on there. And then she was on star. Was she on star? I thought she was on our show. Mm-mm, mm. I don't think so. Anyways, uh, an acquaintance of, of ours and, she is welcoming, I think this week, a son. Uh, they've only confirmed, her and her husband, Jared, they've only confirmed the presence of a son that was delivered by a surrogate. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know any more details. I mean, I'm almost certain that they confirmed son. I don't. They might have just said child. And it's, I hadn't read know, that yet, yeah. A close a family friend. Whatever. Whoever that is. Uh, but there is a baby. I know that because I t- texted her congratulations and she responded. So, um, but she had to do IVF stuff for almost a decade. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of it, found out that she had cervical cancer. It's a, yeah, It uh, it's just... People, there are so many people that have done it for that long. I had a girlfriend do it for four years and she was almost to the point where she was getting ready for a transfer and her dad passed away. And the stress that that was putting on her and her body, obviously it's a huge, a huge deal. So they had to postpone it even longer. She was in a journey with it for six years. That level of hope is so inspiring to me. And, and I love that so much. Speaking of kids, Jeff, I think we differ on this a little bit, or maybe I know how I feel about it and you are trying to decide how you feel about it. But Ellie, we, one of our neighbors who I love is moving away this weekend. I'm so sad. She listens to the show every day. I love her. Hopefully she'll keep listening in Arizona, but she's moving and she has a three-year-old and Ellie and I went to go play with them the other day and say goodbye and let the kids play and, and whatever else. And I noticed a couple times that Ellie, she wasn't doing things the way that I would do them, meaning, you know, she's two and a half. So she wasn't saying please every time I would say please or whatever. 
And I have an instinct to correct her. Yeah. But I've decided that I don't want to correct her. And I actually, I actually asked my other mom friend, I'm like, is it okay to just let them work it out? Like, is that a socially acceptable thing to do to let kids just figure out how they play together? And she's like, oh yeah, completely. I totally agree with that. And I've decided that I'm going to let Ellie, unless she's hurting someone or blatantly, like she doesn't know how to take turns. Like if that comes up, I'll or intervene. Physically, physically removing a toy from someone's hands. Yes. Then, you know, then, then, we then we'll would talk about it. But, but, you know, I, I think I've decided to just let her and her friends work it out. And I think since she's been at school, she knows kind of how to do that. And I think, unless I'm wrong here, and I would love to get some feedback from other parents, I think it's good to have kids figure out how to work out their sharing stuff and taking turns and, you know, all of that. What do you think my perception is? I think your perception is that you're like, I feel like we need to intervene. I feel like we need to intervene. But you've said that like when you see other kids doing things like at the playground and stuff like that, like we were at the playground. I've only only said that once. Yeah. And And, saw a kid take away a toy from another kid. And Jeff was like, do I, do I like jump in here? The only reason that I said that is, and I'm a hundred percent on board with let Ellie sort it out. You know, I don't even mind when she doesn't say, She's polite. Mm-hmm. She's also two and a half. So to me, I, I'm i not- I'll bothered. give you an example. There were like a bunch of, they were playing with this barn and there were a bunch of animals. And um, she, Ellie took, she didn't take it out of another hand, but she's like, I think I'm going to do it this way. And she's like, no, 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 we're going to do it this way. And I just let them figure it out. Instead of saying, Ellie, you know. Yeah, that's fine. Let your friend try it. The, the reason that I thought about stepping in is because we were at the playground and we were with another couple and their kids. And there was one point in time where the other couple was distracted and their kid did something that I think definitely warranted an intervention, but was essentially ripping a toy out of a stranger kid's hands, Mm -hmm. you know? Which is if if it was Ellie, no brainer. I would step right in and say, Ellie, that does not belong to you, and you don't even yeah, know this wanna, little boy. Right. Maybe you can introduce yourself and whatever, and 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 he might want to share, but you, we don't do that. My dilemma is with somebody else's kid. Do do we step in the whole? It takes a village thing. I I get it. I appreciate. How would you it. feel about somebody else doing that? With Ellie, like I, if, would you want someone else, if Ellie grabbed a toy from another kid on the playground, would I, you want another parent to? Yes. But what if, what if our philosophy was, yeah, let her rip a toy out of a kid's hand and that kid might stand up and push her down. And we want that to play out like that. Maybe that's our parenting philosophy. I don't think that's my parenting philosophy. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, what if that's the other family's parenting philosophy? Oh, right. Like let her of like let my kid get shoved. If she wants, if she, she wants, steals a toy, she's going through a violent phase, and at some point, somebody's going to shove her back. Mm-hmm. Let it let it play out, and then they don't want. So it just feels it feels so I, weird, especially I, growing up as an only child. It feels very weird to me disciplining or correcting 
any other human being, including a child. Yeah, I, I don't like doing that. And I remember as a kid and I can't remember, you know, I think there's two different things with the whole, it takes a village. Like there's one situation where if somebody's doing something dangerous or, you know, we had a 4th of July party a couple of weeks ago and one of the kids is like one, a little over one and was like playing too close to a light socket. You know what I mean? And his mom yeah. had mentioned like he's into everything and he doesn't really know. And right. so if I saw, I had my eye on him, like when he was with the big kids just yeah. to see. And if he had gone for the light socket, I would have said, what are you doing? You know, and like yeah. pulled him away. But I remember as a kid, other people's parents saying, don't do that or whatever, or coming down on me. And I remember feeling so ashamed and I don't want to do that to anybody else's kid. Yeah. You know, like yeah. kind of, I kind of have a not my circus mentality. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And stuff is going to happen. You know, I mean, these kids, if they're in school and they're with other kids, like we're not with them all the time. You know, we don't see everything. I also feel like we are living in a different time because... Did you ever get disciplined by somebody else's parents? Oh, I'm sure I did. I know I did. But I was spending time at other people's houses all the time. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if my parents disciplined a kid that was over at our house, I think that if that kid went back to his parents and said, oh, Jeff's dad told me not to do blah. And if I kept doing blah, I'd have to come home. Then the parent would say, okay, don't do it. Like, it seems common sense, mm-hmm. right? I feel like times have changed. And now a parent might march over to your house and say, did you tell my kid not to reach for the hot pan on the stove? Right, right. Like I did, because I didn't want one the sauce I spent all day cooking, I didn't want it to spill. Two, I didn't want him to get burned. You, and then, you know, you don't ever tell my, my child kid what, what to, to do. do. Yeah. Like, what? I just feel like it's a different, I, that's just a concern. Yeah. Here's a dilemma for you. We say 48 hours ago, maybe we'll do some advice segments. And an actual friend of mine sent this issue that is happening in his family. Okay. All right. Uh, a member of his family. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say or not allowed to say, so I'll just be vague about it. A member of his family is getting married and the groom has asked the bride not to include a certain bridesmaid who is a very good friend of hers um, and who, who deserves the right to be a bridesmaid in the wedding because she has been married and divorced three times. All three marriages, two of the three marriages ended because of her infidelity. And then one of them was just, she changed her mind after a month. Hmm. So he feels like she's bad matrimony energy. And he doesn't, he says she can attend she can uh, do like a reading or participate in some other way, but he doesn't want her standing with the other 
five people or six people. And he's willing, this is, I think this might be important to note. He's willing to cut a groomsman. Yeah. Um, I think he has got to get over it, but here's what I would do. I would say, no, she still has to be in the wedding. I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to cut her out, but I'll put her at the end. So all of the pictures I'm thinking right now of (laughs) your uh, groomswoman or whatever, that was like too close to you in all of our pictures. And now you guys aren't friends. Like if there's a chance you could be on the outs with the person, because I do think that if you have friends that aren't, uh, that don't fall in line with how your marriage and your relationship goes, I don't think there's going to be an ugly drama breakup, but I think naturally as your relationship gets stronger, you want other people who are supportive of that. Yeah. You know, so like kind of like your outlier friend, like when we got married, some of your single guy friends that maybe weren't the best influence kind of fell by the wayside just out of the fact that you weren't out partying till 5 a.m. anymore, you know? Yeah. So but, like that's someone that could easy, easily fall off. But my advice is, okay, just keep your trap shut. There's a lot of people but in I, all of our weddings that we wouldn't have had later. I don't, just I don't put think, her at the end. I don't think you're addressing the issue. That is the issue. No, the issue isn't, hey, maybe someday we don't want her in the pictures. It's, oh, I know. But I'm just hey, saying. she's bad energy. I know. But if she is in that person's life and there's going to be a lot of bad energy drama that's not worth it. Then just like I had someone like that in my wedding. We wound up like friend breaking up like a week after our wedding. Um, But she was still in my wedding because at that moment, it would have been too much drama to not have her in our wedding. But I feel like you're missing the point. Or maybe men and women just look at this differently. I'm not. I'm not missing the point. I'm just going to say you're you're trying to capture the energy of one like... 30 minute period of time when the ripple energy of the drama that will come after cutting that person out of your wedding is going to last far. That's going to overshadow everything else. I don't think they've asked her. Mm. He doesn't want to even ask her because he just doesn't think she brings good vibrations into the ceremony. So they, it's not cutting anybody. Mm. It's, hey, here's who I want my bridesmaids to be. Do you have groomsmen to match? Well, then I'm going to amend it, but only by a little bit. Yeah. My amendment is that. Because I'll say, I'll, before you give your amendment, I am absolutely on team him. I think that if he has strong feelings that can be factually validated and he's not comfortable with it, then I think that's a fair request for him to make. I think um, that it is, this is like a good first marital test because I would say for our relationship, if you had said that to me before I asked bridesmaids, I think, I think it depends on the specific situation. Some, like if it's like your sister or something, and that's going to cause a lot of family drama, sometimes it's just not worth it for 30 minutes of, of your wedding. But, um, I always, I mean, me, you and I, our relationship is we put each other first. So if there's something that bothers you that I don't really get, um, no questions asked, that person's gone. Right. And same with you. Like I've said before that one of your female friends, I was like, this person is just not giving me good vibes with this and I don't really trust her and I don't like it. And I didn't tell you, don't be friends with her. I just told you how I felt and then you handled it. Well, and then she kind of proved your point 
Oh, she totally proved my point. I was right. Men are so oblivious to women. I was like, no, she's just a business associate. And Kelly's like, I don't know. I'm getting a weird vibe. And then she did a huge favor for the radio station. So I sent uh, flowers or... You sent her flowers because that was the standard thing that you always sent to... Was it flowers? Guests of the show or celebrity or whatever. Yeah, was it, it was flowers, flowers. Or was it some sort of food? Oh, no, it was flowers. <laughs> and she posted it on Instagram like it was a romantic. And but, tagged Jeff and it, didn't even text him to say thank you. She just put it on the internet and was like, look who sent me flowers today. With no reference like, to. Like no context. Not like, <laughs> I love working with the Bird Show. Like, thanks so much for having my client on. No, it was a blatant like. Hey, I might be dating Jeff Dollar. And I was like, told you, told you, told you, told you. I couldn't really bounce back from that one. Little Spoon is a company that has been in our life since we've had an Ellie in our life. It's a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid delivered right to your door. It makes mealtime super easy, tasty, healthy, and it saves so much time. And I don't have to put any thought into it, which is honestly my favorite part. So they have lots of different things to choose from. Ellie started with the baby blends, which is fresh organic baby food from single ingredients. And she absolutely loved it. And then you can transition to biteables, which are like early finger food meals. And now we're in plates with Ellie, which are the toddler and big kid meals. They don't have any junk in them. She loves the hidden veggie mac and cheese. They also have like chicken nuggets, but they're all healthy with great ingredients. So you don't have to worry that they're full of junk and you can be proud of what you're giving your kids. Let's talk about the convenience. It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in your fridge and your freezer. You can pick the menu and change up what you order every time. Make this year's chaos a little more manageable with time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks your kids will love. Go to littlespoon.com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E. S-P-O-O-N dot com slash upside 30 and enter our code upside 30 for 30% off at checkout. Everything changed in November of 2020. Ellie showed up and now we have to really be adults, really be grownups and look into things like life insurance policies. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. You can even be covered, offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. If you were like us, you had no idea where to even begin looking into life insurance. But Fabric by Gerber Life makes it so easy easy. It's going to be a top priority to take care of your kids for as long as you're on this earth now. And now you can make sure they're covered after you're gone as well. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee. You can cancel at any time. And Fabric was specifically designed to give parents like you and I affordable term life insurance, plus wills, access to college savings funds, and more all in one easy online experience. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside. 
That's meatfabric.com slash upside, M-E-E-T, fabric.com slash upside. Policies are issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We are like little cooking machines in this house right now. We love to cook during the summer, whether it's like outside or in the kitchen, doesn't matter. But one thing we are using that is a consistent is our caraway cookware. It is non-toxic and chemical-free, so you can fill your summer with your favorite recipes without worry. Now, I used to be a big fan of nonstick only because it made my life easier um, with cleanup and stuff like that. Then I figured out how many chemicals and horrible things are going into nonstick, and I had to find something else for my family. So a couple years ago, started on Google, read amazing things about Caraway, and I have been a paying customer of theirs um, since before they were an advertiser on our show. Not only do they make cookware with the convenience of nonstick without the concerns of toxic forever chemicals, but they're really beautiful and they have a bunch of really beautiful colors and so much that we actually leave um, the pan that I make eggs on, we actually leave it on the stove pretty much every day because it's beautiful and it blends in beautifully with our kitchen. Caraway's internet famous kitchenware is a staple for any home and comes in a bunch of different shades to fit with any design aesthetic. Visit carawayhome.com slash upside 10 to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. Certain exclusions apply. That's carawayhome.com slash upside 10 or use the code upside 10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. I got sucked into Prime Day and I made two purchases. Okay, I almost got sucked into Prime Day. Here's what gets me about Prime Day. It's the like it's the tools or whatever, usually kitchen tools, things that I've never seen before. Yeah. That I'm like, "Oh, that would be cool." And then as I think it through, I'm like, "This is going to be one of these things that sits in our kitchen. Jeff's going to say that we never use it. When's the last time we used it? And then it's going to get donated." But there was this bowl and it came with tops and then the center of the top would pop out and you could pop a grater in there. So you could grate cheese directly into a bowl from the top of it. And I was like, was wait, like, that's was, really cool. Was it like 30 bucks? Um, was it a round thing? You crank it and there was like a barrel? No, I, I don't I think some, so. I saw something very similar and thought we, we needed that. I actually sent it to my friend who was also perusing weird stuff like that. Um, yeah, look, so this is, let me see your version of it. Oh no. Okay. So describe it for the, it's just a bowl with a grater on top. So you don't, but I'm like, my version is better. I'm like, how genius is that though? Like you're grading something and it goes right into your bowl. That's easy. How often am I grading things? First of all, that, you know, like the one time a year I would use that for like a baked potato or something. I'd be like, Oh, this is great. But otherwise like it's collecting dust. I bought a, a couple packs of underwear. Nice. Because the boxer briefs I like were at a, at a great price. And I didn't do my annual um, underpant release replacement mm. last year. Okay. Um, and then the other thing that I bought was a whiteboard for the office mm-hmm. that I think I can mount on the glass that won't, that's not so beat up. So it won't look as bad from the outside. I, when Ellie uses our whiteboards, which in the house, we have a couple of them for meeting planning and stuff in the house. It's no big deal that she likes to decorate the edges and sometimes the back. 
mm-hmm. don't care, mm-hmm. but I I want one at work. I have something to say about that. Yeah. I think I may have found a better whiteboard solution for our office. Oh, okay. So Industrious is the workspace that we work out of. Um, and they have this really cool thing. When you become a member, they have an Amazon wish list kind of thing of suggestions of thing that things that would match the aesthetic of the office. Yeah. And there's a rolling whiteboard. But isn't it the 200 bucks or something? No, it was like surprisingly cheap when I, I think they were being like, oh, I think it was like 40 bucks. I was like, I should get this. And then we could like roll it around. Because the only place we can mount it now is on the glass wall so that we could both see it. Cause that's mm-hmm. usually when I'm making notes. So my brain gets fried and I have to say, can I write this down? I can't explain it with words. Yeah. And then I have to do a diagram. So you have to be able to see it. Yeah. Oh, the rolling one that I might be into. Yeah, I did look up. I priced out some of the um, ones where it's like a full wall of just a whiteboard. Those things are so expensive, like shockingly expensive. There's a leap. There's anything up to three foot by two foot is reasonable. Then uh, four foot by three foot gets a little... Okay. Whoa. Couple we're hundred bucks. A lot. We're spent. No, yeah. it's, it's still it's sixty or seventy bucks. But you, the the first set of them, nothing's more than thirty. Then there's a big leap, and then it leaps to hundred and fifty. Well, and then the full the full wall ones. Yeah. That are like custom fit for your walls or whatever, like thirty two hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. That is not happening. So, anyways, I. Uh, I succumb to that. But the good thing about Amazon is if if the rolling one works out better, just return it. Mm-hmm. Amazon's great. They're still getting our business because the rolling one's on Amazon. Here are your three random things for today. A woman in Los Angeles offered her friends $5,000 if they introduce her to the man who will become her husband. She has now extended that reward to the general public. So she has some rules. Uh, he must be between the ages of 27 and 40. He must be five. I feel like she should amend that already. You don't want a guy in his 20s, but keep going. Uh, he, She's desperate enough to offer five grand. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's has amended it open. Uh, he must be five foot 11 or taller because she's 5'10". Mm-hmm. And uh, she would appreciate him having a witty British sense of humor, love sports, animals, and kids. She uh, politics or religion is not a uh, disqualifier, mm-hmm. so she's not going to ask about that right away. The height thing, though, is because she is a tall woman and right. she wants the the guy to be taller than she is. So the five thousand dollars will be paid to you. On the evening of their wedding ceremony. so Does you, it say how old she is? She is 35 years old. Hmm. Um, when she shared it to her TikTok account, it got half a million views. And she got about two dozen digital introductions to potential grooms. She's not gone on any dates yet. So if you need an extra five grand and, you know, a single dude... Uh, look her up. Her name is Eve Tilly Colson. On TikTok. On TikTok. Your second random thing for today is 
air conditioners are working overtime. So you need to remember to check, change, or clean your air filters. Now, I don't really know how this works, Jeff. I think you know more about it than I do. Um, Harmful bacteria and pathogens can get stuck in there. So you're supposed to like change it. Now, if you are a normal person, say you don't have pets, maybe you're living somewhere that's a moderate heat, not too bad. Uh, You're supposed to do that once a month. I think we've lived in this house for a year. We've changed them once. Uh, No, we've changed them probably three times. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, yay for you. Yay for us. <laughs> but if it says that you have pets that shed, which ours, we have like super shutters over here. You need to do it every 15 to 20 days when you when it's peak use. So during the summer, you're supposed to do it every 15 to 20 days. I don't think that's accurate because I've never pulled the filter out and seen an abundance of- Dog hair. Pet hair. Um, it, the, sometimes they're gray- Definitely from dust. Yeah. You know, probably dander and stuff, but there's never fur. I think that. I'm just going to speak right now to the people who would never check their air filter. Yeah. Go figure out where yours is and then figure out. Because if you don't know the last time you checked yours, it's probably pretty nasty. And it will instantly make your air conditioner run better. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Also, there's a filter in your car. I don't know if anybody knew this. This is something I learned from the car mom last year. Uh, there is a filter for the cabin in your car. Mm-hmm. So the air that circulates inside the passenger compartment of your car passes through a filter. That filter in my Nissan Pathfinder is located up behind the glove compartment. Mm-hmm. You can go to YouTube and search passenger air filter and then the year make and model of your car and there will be somebody showing you how to do it it costs about 20 bucks to replace i think i got my new one at walmart Mm -hmm. and the old one had never been replaced ew i've had the car since 2011 yeah i drove it off the lot new there were it, it was awful um, I wonder if you should look at mine because my it, car is taking a while to, for the air conditioning to cool down. Yeah. Like you have to be driving for a minute. Yeah. So I feel like maybe you should change mine. Here, here's how you know that it, it was a, it's going to be a good change. When I took it off, you could actually hear the rush of air start to move. Was it really satisfying though? Oh, so satisfying. Yeah. We got to do mine this weekend. All right. And your third random thing is it is National French Fry Day. So you can go to McDonald's and get French fries for free. Woo. Uh, you got to, uh, you don't have to purchase anything, but you got to order them using the McDonald's app. They're available at participating locations all across the country. Only one per customer. Um, and uh, you can get any size French fry that you want. I may actually take advantage of that. Yeah. There's nothing better than a well-cooked McDonald's french fry. When it's cooked the right way. Yeah. And not e- overcooked, not undersalted. And Ellie right now is in her french fry phase. If you ask her what she wants for breakfast. French fries. French fries. What do you want for lunch? French fries. What do you want for dinner? French fries. So maybe Ellie and I will go and get some french fries at the Mickey D's. Those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Pass Cast. Peace to you. 
Hi, Jeff and Callie. My name's Jen. I was a listener of Jeff's on some other morning shows. Um, very new to the podcast. Just started listening. I just wanted to weigh in on the episode that you did yesterday, the I Love You But episode, about Jeff struggling with being accountable for, yes, I dropped the ball, but it is because you're burning the candle at both ends, and that's okay. The fact that you are open with your listeners and you both are very transparent about the struggles that all of us go through as human beings in normal day-to-day life, whether it's fertility issues or job issues or financial issues or starting or expanding a business issues, I appreciate that you're taking accountability and saying, yes, we've dropped the ball. But we are burning the candle on both ends, and it's not a bad thing. We're thankful that we are so busy, but you're still taking that time to acknowledge maybe there's a few things we haven't been doing and working to get better at that. I just appreciated that. I wish more people did that. And, yeah, I'm really glad I found you guys. Love listening to it. Keep doing what you're doing, and thank you so much. Hi, I had to stop in the middle of today's show um, to call because I am freshly postpartum and cannot stand the smell of my queen dishes. I've had my husband smell them. I've had my mom smell them. I think they smell disgusting. No one else can smell it. So I'm like you, Callie and Jeff. There's no such thing as a fake pregnancy symptom. We go through it. We deserve whatever we say and need. That's all. Bye. Hey, this is Sarah from Atlanta. I am a very long-time listener and been listening to this show today about what you could do, what you could change. And I'm not going to lie, as a long-time listener, I'd love to have a Steve from a Pop Fest session and have him pop in and do something, or Callie's dad share some of his stories that y'all had talked about from Delta. Uh, there's a lot of little segments that y'all could do that don't put all the pressure on you, but the producer sounds like it'd be a fun added. Um but I personally think it'd be fun, too, to have segments that are maybe even ask Jeff's dad um, just to kind of get to know y'all a little better, but also could be pre-recorded. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Okay, guys, I just have to say that I have been listening to you guys since day one. The most exciting part to me was your pregnancy with Ellie, and we were going through covid And I would lay in my hammock and listen to your show every single day. I love the stories. I love everything about your family, and I still do. So I would like to hear more just about you guys and less about the business now. Because we all know you're busy, and we all know it's hard. But we just miss the fun stories and Ellie things and things like that. Talk to you later.